0: All right, guys. Welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And have you ever wondered what it takes to retire early, dive into the world of real estate success? Well, today, my guest, Tom Ackley, went from police sergeant to real estate mogul. So let's just dive into his unique journey from protecting and serving to managing a thriving short-term rental uh, property, ambitious property developments. Tom, welcome to the show. We're excited to uncover the secrets of your incredible story. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Good, good. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to have, you know, we, people come from all sorts of walks of life uh, into real estate. It's like uh, the other half of what they do. A lot of times people don't even know that they are investing in real estate. So tell me, how how did you get started in the short-term rental business?
1: There's a few different real estate projects that got there. Uh, like you said, not even trying to get in. Uh, I bought a duplex 13, 14 years ago, and I was house hacking. Didn't even know what house hacking was. My Mm -hmm. living expenses with the uh, girlfriend at the time, now my wife, $300 a month or something. Uh, Ended up selling that after a decade. Should have kept it, but everybody makes real estate mistakes. Um, I had two duplexes in the inner city of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had some tenant and property management issues. I wanted more control and higher-end, I guess... uh, More quality properties Mm -hmm. uh there was one podcast uh i listened to in january of 20 i was planning on driving around milwaukee and bird dogging my own burrs and growing a portfolio of long-term rentals and i listened to one podcast completely changed my mindset and my goals um i tried my own burr here in milwaukee and my the furnishing the the rehab and the furnishing finished Right at right as COVID was really hitting off. So the appraiser came. Uh I needed two oh five for the appraisal. I estimated two fifteen or two twenty. Appraisal came back at one eighty
0: five. Oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah.
1: A lot of that's on me. Uh but I learned from that one. I had a lot of good uh a lot of good steps that I that I had to go through that improved, I guess, the way I analyze deals as a whole in my investing goals. I went under contract over the next few months for three brand new cabins that were going to be built down in Tennessee in the Smokies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was from the short-term shop. Avery Carl was on bigger pockets podcast in January. And that's, that was a podcast that really got me going to short-term rentals. Yeah. I also started another rehab as soon as I stopped Milwaukee rehab. I started another one in a small little town here in Wisconsin. So what I thought was a failure ended up taking a lot of lessons from that. And the decisions I made over the next six months has really catapulted me to where I am now and where I'll be in a few years here.
0: Awesome. So w- what do you like the most about the short-term rental space?
1: Combination of a lot of things. I can manage everything from my phone here. Mm-hmm. Um the cash flow is higher. Appreciation, I would argue, is a little higher than other modes of investing. Uh nice properties in nice areas generally appreciate better in terms of percentages than B class, C class properties in B, C, D class neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh the monthly and yearly cash flow is better. And then internally I have a lot to do with families having the best time of their year. Yeah. Whereas with my current job, I see the worst, yeah. the worst days of people's years, right? Where with this real estate, uh, model, I, the harder I work, the better somebody's vacation is going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, you make a good point as a, as an officer, you- They're not calling you out to be like, come, come hang out and see how good we're doing. No, it's help us like get off each other and, you know, stuff like that. So there's got to be a little bit of a downside to the short-term rental. You know, what, what isn't so great about
1: it? It is more work. Uh, I've heard influencers and blogs say it's, it's easy. It's automated. And I work, I work on automation all the time. I am always thinking about how to automate things since i started i've hired three different virtual assistants that i work with now i love working with them i pretty much have 24-hour coverage for guest communication and they help with a a lot of day-to-day tasks but the hardest thing is keeping up with the high standards that i hold myself to um i'm friends with a lot of other really good str investors Mm -hmm. and we're always talking about best practices and how to keep our standards high that's pretty hard, especially as the portfolio grows, you can keep your eye on one really good vacation rental or two or three Mm -hmm. without much, without much problem. But as you scale, I'd have to count them at 17 or 18. Uh, it's, it's pretty tough to keep on the details to make sure that every guest that checks in has an amazing vacation and staying on top of the, not only rehab, that's a little easier, but, just the the furnishings and de- decor, making sure everything is as up to date and beautiful and clean as possible. That's yeah, probably the hardest part.
0: The standards can, you know, I, I've stayed in some Airbnbs that were just like, you know, the towels aren't even all the same and stuff like that. Like it's, you know, you, you and the price was, I feel like accordingly, uh, it was somewhere on the Mississippi, and it was like way up this mountain and we actually had to like drive over it looks like a deer had fallen down the Jeez. cliff and we're i'm like kids don't like eyes straight and we drove up this thing i didn't even think the van was going to make it mm-hmm. but you know airbnb is that you know or, or short-term rentals is that it's like an experience so right. what are some ways what are some ways that um you know your operating of this thing gives you that un, you know that unfair advantage you know what comes easy to you that some people might find difficult in this business.
1: Constantly learning about how to market just a little bit better. Uh, so, so once you get the property up and running, then the hard part is keeping it booked at the highest nightly rate. Uh, but in terms of setting it up, you always want to create an amazing experience. And one of the ways I've done it, and none of these are my ideas. I steal it from friends of mine, Uh, a friend of mine, Alex Sabio from California, Mm -hmm. he came up with this i don't know if he came up with it but he presented the idea to our group and i've i've ran with it just like he has i put murals in as many properties as i can big amazing murals that are 20 feet wide uh guests see that as the number one pictures are scrolling through airbnb or verbo and they see that amazing photo painting that matches Mm. the decor of the home or the cabin or whatever, and it makes the guests stop scrolling and they can imagine, wow, my kids are swimming in this pool next to this really cool mural. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those type of amenities that stand out from other, I don't want to say competitors because we're all on the same team, I think, but other properties in the area, I want my properties to stand out and be as good as we can make it. So up in my Wisconsin market, uh, the amenity that's missing is hot tubs down Mm -hmm. in the Smoky hot tub is mandatory pretty much Mm -hmm. my little uh door county wisconsin market i'm one of just a handful that have hot tubs and i'm booked year-round where most of my neighbors there they might get one weekend a month during the winter and off season so it's adding it's it's thinking about who your your guest is going to that property and what does the market not provide or what does that top performing property provide that i can add to it so it's not you know, only
0: you're like extending the the s- square footage by making a relatively unusable space in the winter or in the colder months mm-hmm. by, you know, giving them a little bit of a, you know, extension, you know, go right. and hang out in the hot tub, you know, it's mm-hmm. cold, but under the water, it's not too bad. So people, exactly. I think that's like a, a real big draw, especially if you're, con- if you're, if your other listings aren't, aren't really participating. So right. where do you, where do you want to go with your portfolio in the next say 12 months? Where, where's it headed?
1: I, I don't want to say mistakenly, but, uh, I unintentionally fell on developments. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't excited about buying anything and I'm just out of cash. I, uh, opened up a HELOC, maxed it out to buy a property with my wife up in door County, uh, tiny little vacation market, in Wisconsin. And it would take a while to save up to buy another property. And I'm kind of like a squirrel. I'm always running around trying to find the next little meal. Uh, a lender or I'm sorry, a a private lending broker that I worked with back in early 22 or 21. I was Mm -hmm. working on an 11 cabin development, ended up falling apart for various reasons. Uh, He reached out to me a few months later. Hey, Tom, what have you been up to? Do you still have that seed money? I said, yeah, I do. But that development didn't work out. I wasn't too excited about how, uh, how it ended had potential, but him and I ended up, Uh, working with a developer in Florida, we're building three luxury properties on a lake down there on a spring fed lake. And that idea or concept of the development where we take raw land and we improve the value of the land, use that as equity to get the construction loan to go vertical. We use that model. And now we're building two duplexes in Jacksonville, a single family in Jacksonville, and we just wanted under contract six days ago, seven days ago, for a 17-acre plot. We're trying to build 40 cabins on in the Smokies.
0: Well, there you so go. That's that, gonna be huge.
1: Yeah, that and it wasn't intentional. I don't. I didn't want to be a developer. Uh, I want to own assets and see them appreciate and have the tax write-offs. I want to manage really cool places. But it's just the way the conversations conversations went. So that's going to be the next 12 months I think is just focusing on these developments. Cause I think that's going to outperform what my main focus has been for the last several years.
0: Yeah. Cause there's, there's, there's a bunch of profit centers in that. So, you know, with all, with all the stuff that you've been able to accomplish so far in your real estate, um, you know, what's your biggest obstacle now?
1: Time. Uh, The wife, staying Staying married, that's the wrong way of saying it. Uh, Husband is number one. Being a father is 1A or I guess 1B. Um, But those are the the two priorities in my life. And I try staying active, coach baseball teams for both boys. I'm involved in Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. I take them hunting. We go on vacations out of state as much as we can. I've only got five more years until my oldest is an adult and eight more years until my youngest is an adult. Uh, I'm still working my, my job. I just got off work 16 minutes ago. Um, So trying to not only keep the standards high with my current portfolio, but the growth is also very demanding. If it was Mm -hmm. just managing my portfolio 17 or 18, I got that squared away. But it's the growth that takes a lot of time and energy and focus. And unfortunately, some places have to fall by the wayside. Uh, So I try my best at home. I Try apologizing to the wife when I fall short, um, but that's that's my biggest uh, my biggest hurdle is is time. time. It's not it's not energy. It's not attention on any of these on any of these tasks. But uh, I also probably just need to say no to some projects too.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there's that that old saying. You know what you say when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. When you say no to something, right. you're available to say yes to something else. So it is a balance, and I think. If you're thinking about it, then you're probably ready to start doing it. That's usually the advice that goes. Is that most people are just in the position where they're saying yes, 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 yes. I need more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting to the point where it's like, okay, no, will leave me open to. I'd rather rather just focus on what I got. You know, saying no is actually yes to say more time with the kids or more time with right. the wife. So, yes. what are you doing right now to to fund your deals? Because we we talk about capital on this show. It's a big big. Sure topic. What are you doing right now to fund those projects?
1: Uh, which project? Um,
0: construction. Like that's got to cost a few, uh, yeah, as my yeah. realtor would say, a few shekels.
1: Yeah. A few shekels. Yeah. Well, I've, I've used just about not every strategy. I've never created a fund. Uh, but going back to growing my portfolio, I would still have one short-term rental on my own if I did this by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my best friends from college, a uh, guy who stood up at my wedding, Turns out we're really good business partners. Mm-hmm. We both funded 50% of two cabins for our business. Uh, another partner is a good friend of mine from beekeeping because I need more hobbies. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking about beekeeping in my backyard, and I drew our business plan on the back of my wife's dirty Subaru window. And that partnership is going really well. We have a really good property up in Door County, Wisconsin, and another good one down in the Smokies uh, he funded everything. It was it was my, the markets that I found, my management, my agents, my lenders, and it was his cash. And it took about a year and a half to get him fully paid back. So now we're 50-50 with everything. He's happy. I'm happy. Uh, the one that I have with the wife was via HELOC. I've used a hard money loan for that first one in Milwaukee that ended up not doing great. But it was it was great working with them. They were kind of like mentors for me. Uh, the Jacksonville duplexes, one project, my business is funding, but once again, we're increasing the value of the land by doing the horizontal work. So clearing it, putting cement in, putting the, the horizontal plumbing in, and then mm-hmm. creates so much value in it. So we use that idea to go to Tennessee. So my biggest project, it's not even close is this Tennessee project, but realistically it's the, it was the easiest to fund because I've got experience now owning, managing, building, investing, analyzing. I can go to a select few friends here and mm-hmm. provide some pretty stinking good returns. And we're using cash from four different investors and we're using seller financing from the seller. The land itself has three cabins that need some love Those cabins are already verbally in contract to sell to uh, one of the investors. So we've got four investors bringing cash, and then one of the four is also buying the three cabins. So we've got all the money from those two avenues going into our operating account. Uh, We're going to use some of that cash for a down payment or earnest money for the land seller. He's going to sell or finance the majority of it. And we're going to use the rest of the cash to work on the horizontal – so clearing, excavating the road, splitting the plots up with the county, and then we're mm-hmm. going to create some value with the land. We won't need to borrow any money from anybody else. We'll be able to go to the bank uh, and get the land seller paid off within about 12 to 18 months. And then mm-hmm. the investors are going to get some pretty good returns and we'll all be on our merry way.
0: Yeah. Horizontal development, let someone else do the vertical. So. Mm-hmm. Are you uh find the deal and then the money, or do you prefer to have your capital lined up and then go looking for deals?
1: Find the deal, then the money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You find it's easier that way, or you feel more comfortable that way?
1: More comfortable. This, this wasn't this wasn't an avenue I necessarily researched or really thought about. Mm-hmm. But it's keep I've got a 16 home development in Florida. Uh I'm softly working on fundraising for uh but once again i've never really spent a lot of time focusing on this so uh yeah i've got the deal i just need to figure out the best way to go about fundraising for it
0: yeah i mean it doesn't sound like you're having any uh any challenges but you know the bit there's always like that just outside of the reach you know to raising capital is kind of like uh building a parachute and on the way down. So when you, when you look at the way you um, present your deals, how do you go about, um, you know, talking to investors for people who are thinking about getting into the business? How do you uh, present to your, your investors?
1: Kind of depends on the deal. The uh, Florida projects are a simple return on based on the timeline of the, the project. Uh, sure. We're providing a partnership in the deals. So they've got security, Uh, as opposed, I find it better for me to be able to talk to the investors if they're part of the partnership. Uh, So it's not a fund, it's not a syndication. Uh, It's easier for my head to wrap around that instead of trying to open a fund or a syndication. And we're offering, generally speaking, from what I understand, about twice as much return as other developments in the same area. Uh, The developer that I'm working with, he's built... 12,000 doors if I understand correctly so we've got a lot of experience we've got the pro formas there we've got spreadsheets we've got uh, permits zoning digital renderings already so the the Florida projects are a smaller return than the Tennessee project those are a lot more stable so I start I've started off with a simple Canva design that I created myself with our renderings and a few ideas a few uh bullet points, and then mm-hmm. if they want to have a conversation, I've actually got one tomorrow tomorrow morning talking with a friend of mine, uh, we will then go into detail in terms of the timeline, when cash is needed, what the cash will do, how we're building it, what we're building, what our exit strategies are, at what point we'll make which decisions, because I truly don't know what the exit strategy for that 16 development is. I don't plan on making that decision until eight to 12 months into the development. Depends on where the market yeah. is. So you have on... like a
0: you have like a pitch deck, and you're using that pitch mm-hmm. deck to kind of generate some interest. And yes. from there, if they want to learn more, then you open up the books and you start going right. into the numbers. Yep. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it's it's working for you. So, um, you know, for people to invest significant amounts of capital, they they got to know and like and trust you. You know, where do you think? Because people are doing it, so mm-hmm. how do you think that ca- came about? And Ultimately, how are you growing those categories of people liking, knowing, and trusting? I, th-
1: I think. I, I know I could do a better job with social media presence. Uh, a lot of my friends have done a really good job, and that grows the trust because they're showing what they do regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not on social media for various reasons. Right now, well, while I'm primarily in- your
0: job too, you got to make sure that you're t- you toe the line there. Yes, but um, what other things? You know, where do you think it came from in the first position? You know, you're not on there now, and people are investing. So where do, where do you think the like no trust is coming naturally?
1: My portfolio performs pretty well. Uh, what I'm doing is flashy and cool. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the cool new investment model over the last few years. STRs really blew up as of 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, they got their own uh,
0: abbreviation, STR. It yeah, used to be flipping, right? That was that was right. the flashy thing, and now it's kind of right. like the old dog. So it's like, right. oh, you're not doing STR. So yeah, you've got a great portfolio, and it's it's right. performing well. Um, what else do you think has? For me, if I'm you know if I'm going to put money somewhere, probably being a, a an officer helps. People are like, okay, well, this right. guy probably has some integrity, definitely right. more than the average person. So, how do you go about having those conversations? Because you can be all these things. But how do you, how do you draw
1: people into that in conversation? I don't think I, I don't think I need to, uh, if you're a good leader, you don't need to tell people you're a leader. You don't need to tell people that you're in charge. Mm. If you're trustworthy, I like you don't need to tell people you're trustworthy. You just are. And people understand that, uh, yeah. how many times ta- this is an investing show talking about profits and yeah yeah and fundraising. How many times have I mentioned my wife, uh, my marriage many times? So, yeah, yeah, right that's me. I talk about my kids. I talk about 10 years from now. I talk about 20 years from now. Uh, This isn't a flash in the can idea for me. Uh, I started with one of my best friends as he, he trusted, trusted me with a lot of his money and he was concerned, cautious. And now we've got two properties together. He is in the Tennessee property or the development with me. He's in Uh, One of the Florida developments with me, I don't know where we're going to go, but it's not going to stop working together. Mm -hmm. So it's just one positive relationship into the next. Uh, I've realized that uh, relationships are extremely key and give before you take. So I've I now have realized. uh, Well, I also host my own meetups here in Milwaukee, my own short term rental meetups but I've had people reach out to me that want to learn from me and it's kind of mind blowing because I don't see myself in that light, but I'll answer questions and I'll give people advice that other people charge for. And that's not, it's mm-hmm. not where I'm at. It's not what I want to do. So I, I don't need to show people that I'm trustworthy. It comes out pretty quickly, especially well, when I start sometimes talking
0: Sometimes about- we, you know, sometimes we forget that you know it's like working out or exercising you don't see your own gains in the mirror yep. but you meet someone 2 years later and they're like wow you're huge and it's like okay mm-hmm. i don't see it and it's, mm-hmm. i think it has to do with our real estate you know like oh you don't feel like you've progressed but when you look back mm-hmm. uh, at pictures of your real estate portfolio 5 years mm-hmm. ago or whatever it is you would be surprised at the at the difference so Let's say I'm someone who wants to maybe get involved with some of the things you're doing or just want to connect with you, find out more about your meetups and the things that you're doing. How can they find you? Uh, How should they do that?
1: Uh, They can get me on Instagram, uh, getaway underscore and underscore stay, getaway and stay. Otherwise, uh, on Facebook, just my name, Tom Ackley. Uh, My website's getawayandstay.com. You can contact me through there. So awesome. we've got a couple of couple fun things in the works here. There's always more coming.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you uh, letting yeah. letting us into your world a little bit. And good luck to the uh, to the team and yourself on those on those developments. I think they're going to be very profitable for you.
1: Very good. I don't think we got to this, but uh, by the time this releases, I'll be within a couple weeks of resigning. So that'll be cool.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're retiring early. So let's touch on mm-hmm. that just for a quick second, you know, There are people, what's your advice to someone who could retire early um, using their real estate? You know, people struggle with that. They're like, oh, my pension's going to be shorter and this, that and the other. And there's there's obstacles. What would your advice be to someone who's struggling with that?
1: Figure out your why. Why do you want to invest in real estate? Why do you want to leave your job? Why do you want to stay with your job? What's Mm -hmm. important to you? Time is important to me in life. I want to spend as much time with my wife and my kids as I can. Um, I don't, I don't find any value inherently in going to work anymore. And Unfortunately, okay. uh, a lot of respect for my coworkers. I love them all. They're my brothers and sisters, but, uh, I hate leaving my wife and kids as often as I do. I don't think that the next eight years is worth the, the pension. Mm-hmm. Um, understand your why really think about the why. And if it's that strong, uh, find people that are doing what you want to do or where you want to be and take their advice and copy real estate is really good for copying that's what mm-hmm. i like about it. If you like flipping then flip if uh find
0: someone and do the research and development you know rob take, and duplicate and figure it no, out man,
1: take the next step so i emptied out my uh 457b back in 2020 one of my retirement savings here and uh this coming march i plan on resigning and um, my pension is just going to completely go away and I'm excited about it.
0: There you go. Cut burning the boats. Well, I really right. appreciate your time, Tom. And uh, yeah, that was a great piece of advice. Hopefully people are sticking around to the end because that's a real gem. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And remember guys, that we'll catch you on the next episode.